0: People want to know what I think of the Michael or Tui situation. And so I'm going to give you a few points that I think might illuminate the situation. I think rather clearly. So conservatorship is where you functionally sign over your rights to somebody else. And so it's not just a matter that they can enter into contracts on your behalf, but they can stop you from doing things like getting married or buying a house. So it's, uh, it's a more muscular variety of of power of attorney. But what it is not is family, because families have a unified interest. So I'm going to go into this rather clearly. I gave a show on this earlier today, but the sound issues were bad. I actually tried to be a responsible guy and fix my sound while the kids were off doing athletics. And I think the sound should be pretty good on this one. So I'm just going to talk for a little bit. Explain the Michael Law situation, but first I'm going to hit the beat. To the beat, yo. Sound good to me. Never change the ways for the world or the government. If it was the president, then I would state facts. Leave it up to me. I paint the White House black and ain't no future in your front. To the beat, yo. To the beat, yo. So I come to you every Monday and Thursday, try to give you a show on Monday. It's more going to be relationship-focused, but a lot of people do relationship focus with an eye towards getting you laid. I feel like that's someone else's lane. I want to give you the quality of relationship advice that will stave off a divorce because those are expensive and um, I think a form of child abuse. I, I, I don't think enough people say that. I, I, casual divorce is a, is a form of child abuse. So I want to stop you from getting into marriages. You shouldn't get married into. And then also, if you're in a marriage you shouldn't be in, help you work through it so that you don't um, functionally abuse your child uh, because they should have access to both parents all the time. So um, the Tui situation and why that is not a family, although it feels like a family if you don't know enough. So when Or was 17, 18 years old, he signed over conservatorship to the Tui family and he was under the impression and that was what was told to him that it was like being adopted. It was like being adopted. I imagine something very casual and let's be honest, when you're that old, you got to trust somebody because you don't know enough about enough. You have to trust somebody. So this idea that he was just too naive to live is ridiculous. Um, You have to trust somebody and the problem is you don't have anybody in your corner. Everybody is a parasite. Right? So he, um, a parasite told him that (laughs) <laughs> the parasite, the parasitic Tui family told them, told him that, um, that they weren't parasites, and it turns out he let a parasite in. It's like inviting a vampire in, and so your family's supposed to protect you from parasites, and that's pretty much a parent's job. If you don't know what parenting is, parenting is managing the parasites who want to feed on your children while wow. <laughs> teaching your children how to feed themselves, all right? So, if, uh, the, the, the shorthand for parenting is parenting is managing the parasites who aim to ch- feed on your children while teaching your children how to feed themselves. Um, and so all of these parasites. And or didn't have a family to protect him, but because you know his mom was on drugs, crack, which is funny because I haven't seen too many black crack factories and chemical plants. So this was in the 80s and 90s, or 80s, when pretty much crack got into America by the CIA. So this is a call for reparations. This is one of those reasons, like, this is one of those cases in a non-obvious way that America, in the form of white supremacy, has really destroyed the black family in a way that actually destabilizes um, generations and leads Michael Orr, young Michael Orr, to be dependent on parasites as opposed to his parents. And, you know, I see this with too many other black athletes also. Um, Simone Biles, although I, I don't think her parents are addicts or anything. They just, like, they couldn't actually be parents, so they had to ship her to stay with a white family. And I just don't think that's winning. Even LeBron James' mom couldn't, couldn't deal with LaBom James and not deal with him in a bad way just like give him everything that he needed so she had to send him with another family and I feel like in a well-ordered world where black people weren't under the thumb of kind of a rapacious and violent terrorism for so long there wouldn't be so many stories about other people having to protect black kids, other people who might not be invested. Honestly, I'm a little bit suspicious of a lot of interracial adoptions. Even the way Amy connor Berry, Amy Conant Berry, maybe Coney Bent, um, talks about her black kids versus her white kids, because her white kids, her white daughter's brilliant and is going places, and her black kids, she talks about them being like exuberant and loving, which quite isn't the same. Um, and with all these people who adopt black kids, I just, I want to see their wills. <laughs> I want to see their wills. And so if, Tui, if, you, if the Tuis tell Michael Orr that, well, we treated you like family, we're going to treat you like family. I want to see the wills for the last 10 years, all the little changes and emendations that were made. And to see if Orr was given all of the goods that all of the other kids were given. And let's not pretend that Orr was just some random um, black kid who happens to be good at football. Or was already all American when all this went down. He was already a big deal when all of this went down. And if you talk to him, uh, he was, yeah. It's it's just it's it's obvious that he was going to go places. He was not going to hurt for a Division One scholarship. He didn't need the two E's to get into Ole Miss. He needed some sort of stability, but it didn't have to be two E's. It didn't have to be greatness. He already was all American. He was already going some places he could have just profited from a more stable household right so this idea that the two he saved or from a life of degradation that's that's stretching it because the movie depicted him as stupid Now, I just saw this from the trailer. I didn't see the movie because it wasn't marketed to my demographic. It was marketed to white people who think that you can end racism by at a discretionary level of being nice to the random Negro, especially if that random Negro is enormous and dumb and will do what you say. Uh, And I just didn't want to see that movie. It turns out that Michael Orr is not dumb. He is enormous, but he's also, I listened to an interview, he's actually a, a really bright guy. And he says the movie's depiction of him as stupid actually screwed up his relationships um in the nfl and so far as people didn't think that he could even read a playbook if he was actually that stupid he was like they depicted me as not being able to read and write but he said by second and third grade i was doing plays i like i, I am a literate guy <laughs> he's not um so how could such a hackneyed script make it all the way to hollywood one or didn't have any say over the script that was all about Sean Tui and the Tuis negotiating the deal, and also the book that it was made um, out of, *The Blind Side* by Michael Lewis. You might have heard of him. He wrote *The Big Short* and a few other things. He is childhood friends with Sean Tui, Sean Tui, the father, right? So Michael Lewis, who wrote the book, is childhood friends with the guy who put Orr in conservatorship. So they got so Michael Lewis pretty much got one side of the story, and only really got the side of the story he wanted to hear. And at no point in time did Lewis like push at this, and 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 nobody in, investigated this aspect of it's an exploitative relationship because it just worked for too many white people to pretend that it wasn't an exploitative relationship, when it was it, it was a <laughs> it was a form of extraction, right? And if you think I'm wrong about this, go ahead. I want to see the will. I want to see the Tui will dated 2005. Give me Sean and Leanne's will, dated 2005. I suspect that the white kids are named and then for some reason, or 2010 or whatever, I suspect the white kids are named and then for some reason, Michael Orr doesn't quite get the same cut as the real kids, the kids with the name. And real families, you're in the will. That's, that's a definitive, <laughs> almost by definition. If you're not in the will, you're not really family. You could be nice, you could, there could be a nice relationship, you could be friends, but if you're a family, you'd be in the will. And so anytime anytime someone says, oh, we're like family, I want to say, well, let me see the will. Are you in the will? And if you're not in the will, don't talk to me about being like family because we're not. Um, Let me just settle that. (laughs) Settle that, make that clear, make that plain. And family has a unified interest, and usually that unified interest is is expressed through being present in the will. Right, so this uh, movie... Or didn't get any sort of look at the script. He didn't, uh, the, the book that the movie's based off of was written by a childhood friend of Sean Tui. The lawyer who made up the conservator agreement was Sean Tui's lawyer. Michael Oya didn't get any independent lawyer. And this is another argument. I've, I've done other shows on this on the need for legal care for all. In the nation of laws, everyone needs to have access to a lawyer. Michael Oya did not have access to a lawyer, he took Sean Tui's lawyer. Um, and, and trusted Tui's lawyer. He didn't have an independent counsel that could say, like, actually, a conservatorship is different than an adoption. You should ask for an adoption if you are serious about an adoption. The words are spelled different and look different, and, and uh, there are actually substantive differences. But no one was there to say to him because the only legal representation he had came through the adults in his life who were supposed to have loved him as if he were a child, and that was the conservatorship. Of, uh, of 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 right? So we need to think about what it means that people don't have access to independent legal counsel, and that means you have to trust somebody. And if you have to trust somebody, that first person should be family. And this is why it happens when we destroy families; we destroy the networks of trust that pr- are supposed to protect you from the parasite, civil society. Um. They're supposed to protect you. Be your first line of mitigation and defense. I believe in those NBA players who let them, <laughs> who let their mamas uh, handle them. I, I support them because in a world full of parasites, I I I would support that. That's one of the perks of having family, and the smarter your family, the better. And so, Michael Lewis, family friend of Sean Tui, lawyer who drew up the conservatory uh, the conservatorship agreement, friend of Sean Tui. Now, the, um, the script was optioned and then was kind of put in, in, in development for a while. And then it was, ended up being distributed by another friend of Sean Tui. So it was produced and distributed by Alcorn Entertainment, the head of, um, the head of, of FedEx, lives in Memphis, and is a neighbor and friend of Sean Tui. So everybody is kind of conspiring to eat off the meal that is Michael Orr. And Michael Orr is treated like he was actually a part of the process or or of the people eating. But it turns out everybody was eating off of him. Everyone was eating him. And you could say, well, you know, he's an NFL player. He made his own money. That's not the point, man. That is not the point. He made his own money. Like he was cheated and exploited by a culture that's comfortable cheating and exploiting people because we don't understand what family is. And that's, if you take anything away from this that that you don't get from other takes on this story we don't understand what it means that black families are destroyed because in a well organized family that kind of exploitation doesn't happen i'll say that again in a well organized family that kind of exploitation isn't in and it doesn't happen but we're allowed to be exploited because we don't have you know stable families for lack of a stable family Tui was exploited. For lack of a stable family, Tui was exploited by uh, exploited by imposters. So the scriptwriter, friend of Chan Tui, pitched him as dumb. Turns out um uh, uh Tui uh, Oyer is not dumb, he's actually just a regular guy who's enormous. And this is all kind of washed through Leanne Tui, the the nice white the nice white woman who looks out for the occasional negra and and that's one of the ways uh, racialized exploitation uses gender to kind of soften the blow of the exploitation it can't be that bad it's not leanne's just a nice woman no 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 she knows what was in those wills and she knows that her kids (laughs) uh get a good deal and michael or kids get, like, the help, the deal that's adequate for, like, a help. A, a, a nice help. I looked out for the help, but he's not my kid, right? So I want you to think about this, think about these issues, and understand what it means that or didn't have independent legal counsel, that it's perfectly reasonable for someone to be confused about the difference between an adoption and a conservatorship um, if they're young and someone they trust is telling them that it's the same. I don't blame him at all. I think this is exploitation. There's no he should have known better or he did know better. No, he thought he was adopted. He thought it was like an adoption. Everyone can't be an expert on everything. That's why we have experts. So he was exploited. One thing families should do is keep you from the exploiters or help manage the exploiters because sometimes the exploiters have some useful tidbits that you might know. So the, the job of a good parent and why you need like good parents is to manage the people who want to exploit your kids. And that's all. All right. Thank you for your time. I will see you next. I will see you on Thursday actually talking about something completely different.